It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, what's happening, everyone? And welcome as we get ready for the final game of the 2023 calendar year, the San Jose Sharks taking on the Colorado Avalanche on New Year's Eve, 5 o'clock start time tonight, 4.30 pregame right here on the Sharks Audio Network as we get ready to Turn the page and look towards 2024. Obviously, 2023 and really since Mike Greer has took over as the GM of the San Jose Sharks has been one of the more um, influential and wildly transitional periods of the franchise's history. We have looked at last summer featuring a huge trade of Eric Carlson. We've seen the trade of Timo Meyer. We're watching, you know, the way Mikhail Granlund plays. We're watching the way that, you know, Fabian Zetterlin plays. We're watching the development of Shakir Mukmadulin. So things are changing for the San Jose Sharks. And as I have said for quite some time, 2023 will be looked at as one of the pivotal moments of San Jose Sharks franchise history, whether it is those trades or the drafting of a player like a Will Smith or a Quentin Musty. These are all big, big moments in Sharks franchise history. We just can't confirm it yet. That's the type of situation we're in. We have to wait for that to become a reality before we can point to it and say, yes, this was when things changed. But I do believe we will get there sooner rather than later. We are now going to look at tonight's game against the Abs as we are now joined by the radio play-by-play voice of the Colorado Avalanche, Connor McGahee. Connor, what's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm always grateful for any start time before 7 p.m. That means that I can be home and asleep and happy. (laughs) Anytime that we get a... uh, Because we're sort of in no man's land here in the Mountain Time Zone. We, We get a lot of 822 starts. Uh, which is which is not my favorite, but uh, if that's what we're complaining about, then it's a good day today. I always laugh about those who talk about staying up to midnight on New Year's Eve as being relatively novel because it makes me uh, aware of how often it is for those of us that work in sports. But the six o'clock means that I'll be you know home by ten thirty, and my trend of not staying up until midnight for at least a decade can continue. Yeah, I haven't done the up till midnight on New Year's Eve in quite some time, and uh, that's for for someone else to judge me for. But now I will make the awkward transition to hockey. 2023, I would say the abs were defined by injury, but I feel like that narrative is changing, even though it will be a while before Landeskog does return. But is the team finally pulling out of that narrative? Does it finally seem like that's an era of abs hockey that we're getting away from? Yeah, I think so. I mean... Um, Sam Terrar, I mean, I know it's not an injury, but it's an absence. We'll come back tonight. Um, Arturi Lekkinen is improving. Um, and, and those are two of the main pieces. Obviously, Landeskog uh, won't be a part of it for the regular season. But for the most part, they've been healthy. I mean, we, it, it, but not as healthy as a team like the St. Louis Blues, for, for instance. When I was talking to, 
to their guys uh, two days ago when we were there. They said we've only we have two man games lost to injury, two. Ooh. And I said that that is that's virtually impossible for a team to uh, to have that. But um, but no, I think that they're getting out of that, and the the narrative has been you know about new players and trying to adjust to their new environment, which which takes a while. Uh, but I would say the year 2023 belongs to Nathan McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the most home points out of anybody in the National Hockey League in the calendar year. He has the most points, period, out of anybody uh, in the calendar year. Uh, 72 at home, 133 overall. Both of those are higher than Connor McDavid. Um, so for me, I mean, he was a big story of why the Avalanche won the division last year. Um why that they're afloat right now, to to be honest. And he had points in 19 straight until two nights ago. He didn't yeah. have any versus the Blues. Uh, but yeah, I think that, you know, if, if it's easy to, to rest back on injuries. And I always say with injuries, there are reasons, not excuses. The reasons, you know, depend, depending on who it is, um, there are reasons for your your falters, but I, I just think that that Nathan McKinnon and the extraordinary amount of things that he's done has overtaken that event. 19 goals, 37 assists. He's second only to Nikita Kucherov at this point, um, just across the league. But McKinnon is just, I mean, when you watch the way he plays, it, it's so exciting to me because he is one of those guys that every time the puck is on his stick. You feel like something incredible is going to happen. And, you know, I only really feel that way about McKinnon. And right now, the way Eichel's been playing is another guy mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, Connor McDavid, that's a short list. But you see it every night. But I'm willing to bet that you probably still have that same feeling that every time he has the puck, you might see something pretty spectacular. You know, in, in our jobs, Ted, I mean, sometimes we sit, sometimes we stand when we're calling the games, right? And, mm-hmm. There are times for both, um, but if if we are sitting, I judge electricity by the players that literally will bring me out of my seat while I'm trying to do my job. And Nathan McKinnon is always one of those. McDavid is another. Um, I don't like it when McDavid scores. I like it a lot more when <laughs> McKinnon scores. <laughs> but but no, I I've, I've, I've the other night there was a a play I believe in the third period where. McKinnon had the puck at the blue line and just he got that extra gear and he tries to go around the right D and, and towards the front of the net. And I I consciously realized that I have, was sitting down and then I wasn't. Uh, I was brought <laughs> up out of my chair. Uh, Kale McCarr does the same thing a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, I, I know that 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 Eichel has been uh, a productive, but I don't I don't view Eichel as bringing me out of my chair in the way that he um, will attack the other end. But I, I just think that McKinnon is a pure superstar, and that's what superstars do, um, is they bring you out of your chair. And the way that McKinnon will take the puck out of his own zone and the way that he skates, the way that he stick handles, he's like Iron Chef just chopping up green onions out there. Um, <laughs> and and the speed through the neutral zone, it, it, it really um, is quite the crescendo and is often um, finished off quite quite brilliantly. So... I, for me, I just think that uh, he's the type of player that that is a bona fide number one overall and has never let anybody down. Uh, really, now in the in the ten years that he's played in the league, this year he's he's reached the milestones of three hundred goals, five hundred assists, eight hundred points, and uh, 
And that has not been a surprise to, to anybody. And some have been quiet, but most have been spectacular. 44 of those points have come against the Sharks. It's the third most points he has against any team behind only uh, Minnesota and St. Louis, which was, uh, I remember them talking about that when he was going for Stasny's streak. It seemed like a guarantee against that team. (laughs) But, of course, that's how the hockey gods have it play out. Um, That's right. You know, it, it really does seem that since the Avs and the Sharks met in the conference semis in 2019 that it has been all Avs and it has been all Nathan McKinnon. I mean, he, we were talking about this the other night when I was doing uh, the pre and post on our TV side of things, you know, he's, he, he owns the sharks. He just seemingly racks up points at will. Yeah. And I, I just know that, you know, there is a time when McKinnon was on a real rebuilding avalanche team where it was the opposite. I mean, the whole state of California, for example, was death Valley. You would go through, you, you would dread going to Anaheim, LA, and then on top of that, on the same trip, you'd have to have to go up to, to San Jose and and get beaten up, frankly. And it, like anything, the the pendulum swings in the opposite direction. And uh, but you're right. I mean, the Avalanche versus the California teams overall. I mean, the overtime, excuse me, the shootout loss in Anaheim about a month ago was the the first time in in 13 straight games that the Avalanche had not lost in the state of California versus the Sharks. um, uh, They've won eight straight, outscoring San Jose 38 to 15, four or more goals in seven of those. If you go back further, they're 12 and one. Colorado versus the Pacific, 10, three and one overall. And I would make the argument that I know you have, you know, it's a tough year there in San Jose, Anaheim, the same thing. But the rest of the Pacific is uh, is pretty darn good. So, but yeah, I, I don't know what it is about some players and some buildings or some teams, but that's that's just where their comfort zone is. And uh, we'll see if McKinnon can extend uh, a point streak that he still has going, and he has points in eighteen straight home games. Um, and if he gets another one, that'll be the seventh longest in NHL history. Um, regard and one of the longest in Avalanche history, regardless of of what point of the season. So uh, on home ice, just like the rest of the Avalanche, McKinnon has been brilliant. We talk about the Pacific, but the Central, Connor, is ridiculous right now. I mean, whether it's the Avs, the Jets, the Stars, Nashville has been a little bit better than expected. Arizona has been coming on. Uh, you know. St. Louis and Minnesota, they've made their changes at head coach. And uh, I mean, St. Louis, you know, it's, it's still a work in progress, but Minnesota is the one that's been heating up. I believe they've won seven out of their last 10. Uh, I mean, you know, you look at the top three teams between Colorado, Winnipeg, and Dallas, it's a point separating them. But this, I mean, this just feels like it's going to be a wild ride to the end. Yeah, it does. Um, the thing with Minnesota, kind of like where Edmonton is at, and obviously Edmonton has the horses to probably make up more ground, but the, the mm-hmm. hole is so deep early on um, for for both those teams in particular. St. Louis, not so much. St. Louis, really outside of 2019, has sort of lived in this, you know, good enough purgatory, um, which is where they will continue to be. But you're right about Nashville. Um, they've outperformed expectations uh, with Andrew Burnett behind the bench. Um, so I, I would not be – we didn't even talk about Arizona, um, who seems just – they I, for whatever reason, Colorado cannot beat the Coyotes, especially <laughs> at the mullet. Um, 
But I, I would not be shocked if come the second week of April, the Central has five teams right. out of seven in the postseason in, in both wildcard spots. That's how it sits right now with Nashville and Arizona there. Um, and just like 2022, the playoffs were to start today, the Avalanche would play Nashville in the first round. So <laughs> we'd like some variety. But I, someone want, I think it was Bob Ganey who once said that a team is defined by what happens in games 30 through 60, and that's yeah. the window we're in right now. So uh, especially in this division, I'm fascinated to see. Uh, I think Winnipeg, Dallas, and Colorado are the three best teams, but who are the next three best teams, and who who is for real and who isn't? The only team that has scored more goals than the Avs right now is Vancouver, who are having a a dream start to their season. And uh, I've already started joking about the way the cards could play out. They could end up seeing <laughs> an Edmonton in the first round, which would be right. just a, a, every Vancouver fan would say, of course. Uh, but, you know, the Colorado off- offense right now, 131 goals. It just seems like it's happening. It will, you know, is it, it, it still seems like it can get better though, as well. Like I look at the shot generation it seems like every time I'm watching the games, it just feels like they're always on the attack, possessing the puck. It feels more like two years ago, obviously, than it did last year with all the injuries. Is that naivety from my perspective on the outside, or does it feel that way to you as well? I don't think so. I think around here, a lot of the focus has been on the lack of defensive play. Um, the goal scoring has never been a problem for this team, obviously. Um, I, the... The shot attempts, though, in the past couple of games have been interesting because they had a season-low 40 in St. Louis. Uh, they've had 40, 49, and 41 in their last three games. Uh, their season high, by the way, uh, sorry about this, is 111 in San Jose back on October 14th. Uh, <laughs> but that was that was the, the Blackwood show there uh, where that was just a 2-1 shootout win for Colorado. Yeah, uh, That was the only other... Uh, 2-1 win this year, by the way, before that game two nights ago that the Avalanche had. Most games, it's either uh, a blowout or they lose tight games. So that has that has been sort of the difference between two years ago and, and right now. And there's a huge discrepancy, discrepancy, beg your pardon, between home ice and on the road. At home, 14-4, a 7-7-8 winning percentage, almost five goals a game. Uh, two and a half against power play is almost 30% hmm. on the road, just a game over 500, uh, less than three goals a game, over three goals against power play at 20%, um, which is interesting considering the Avalanche were, and this included the win over the Sharks back in October, that was part of 15 straight going back to last year, uh, games that they won on the road, which was a new NHL record. So he went from being one of the best teams on the road to being a very average team on the road. And uh, nobody exactly knows why. And they're trying to get back to that. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't think goal scoring has been a problem. They they want more ones and twos uh, on the other <laughs> end, if, if, if you know what I mean. And you've seen the Sharks a couple times now this year. One, like you alluded to back on October 14th, the Mackenzie Blackwood show where he, did he have, I believe, 50 saves out of the 51 shots on goal. I it think was, that right I was, think it was 51 of 52. Yeah. Okay. 65 minutes. Yes. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was yeah, incredible. And he's, you know, that's the thing about the Sharks, Connor, is that the numbers for the goalies aren't really indicative of reality because yeah. the, def- the defensive play is not always being stellar in front of them. I'll leave it at that. Sure. 
Well, but, that's what uh, they all said with Magnus Cronus first NHL. Oh, the yeah, they, they just kind of yeah. left him, uh, fed him to the wolves, as it were. But, you know, the, the consensus with the Sharks is that they are, for lack of a better term, hardworking, and that's how they've gotten some upset wins over Detroit. Uh, you know, they were down 4 nothing and came back to win that game, and they, you know, got wins over the Islanders and the Devils. And I believe that the Sharks um, had the best winning percentage um, for the teams they beat up to this point of the year, uh, which is indicative of the fact that, yeah, if you sleep on them, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll kind of catch you. But Vancouver, or excuse me, uh, Colorado has not slept on them, and they've been able to, uh, you know, get the two wins. The most recent one, they drew the major in the first three minutes of the game, completely huh. changed the dynamic. I believe the Sharks were in the box nine minutes of that first period, and, you know, the Avs have cruised. So, you know, does... You know, does Coach Bednar have to say, like, hey, remember, guys, they beat Vancouver. They beat the Islanders. They beat New Jersey. Like, let's not fall asleep on these guys. I think for Bednar, and he says this all the time, he goes, I'm more worried about us than about them. But what he does have to worry about, in to your point, is that they go into Chicago last week, who at that point, they were the last ranked team in the National Hockey League, number 32. And they beat the Avalanche 3-2, to two, uh, late game winner, uh, in the third period on the power play. Um, so that's a game for all intents and purposes that if you're a top five team in the NHL like Colorado is, you should be not, you should not be, English is hard. Yeah, you should not be losing <laughs> to the, the 32nd ranked team in the National Hockey League. And that's the, the exact case with tonight. The Sharks, sorry, are the 32nd ranked team in the National Hockey League. So he's say it's about us and about what, what we can do. Um, and that every opponent is dangerous, no matter if they're first or 32nd. Um, every opponent is dangerous, and to your point, there's plenty of evidence to that. So that's why I think you know Colorado remains internally focused, but if they don't, um, then they'll, they'll pay the price, and they, they've learned that multiple, multiple times this season. Connor, I will let you go, my friend. Happy New Year. I am sure I will be bugging you uh, at some point in 2024, as I do as always. But have a great call tonight. Enjoy the early-ish start time. And, uh, yeah, go home and uh, enjoy uh, an early evening. I uh, I sure will. I tend to do. I have the soul of an 87-year-old, so I plan to do just that. Nice. <laughs> but happy, happy New Year, my friend. And, uh, and, yeah, this is it for Abs and Sharks this year. But uh, I hope to talk to you soon. Not the calendar year 2024, though. That's how I know I'll That's be right. bugging you. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. Again, that is Connor McGahee, the voice of the Colorado Avalanche. Thanks to him, as always, for joining us on the Sharks Audio Network, giving us an inside look at the Avs as we get ready for tonight's game. Again, a 4.30 pregame show, 5 o'clock go time between the Sharks and the Avs, the last game of 2023. And then we finally get a stretch of home games. Only four times in the month of December were we on home ice. That changes in the month of January, we start off home for three against Detroit, Winnipeg, and Toronto. They're on the road for five, 
but then they're back home for three out of four at home. They play seven at home in the month of January, seven on the road, a little bit more balance in the schedule, and just a little bit more opportunity for the Sharks to be in a better position to rack up some wins. Right now, the loss streak is at seven. Uh, It's going to be a tough stretch coming up for them, but I do think the home games in particular offer a big chance for the Sharks uh, to pull out of this and start playing some positive hockey. We are out of time. I will see you tomorrow morning on 2024 for Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.